0: man, you look fantastic. My her, yeah, you look great, buddy. So we're back, and uh, this from outer space. I just walked in and hit
1: that look upon your face.
0: Anyway, <laughs> uh, we're back. So, so uh, in these, we're gonna tell you a little intro. So, what we're doing is, we've got a lot of really positive responses from um, our audience members. Going, you know, I wish that your. Uh, Facebook Live stuff on your morning break was stuff that you would put on your podcast because I like listening in the in the car on the podcast and it's hard to find your videos online. I mean, you can do it. So I'm like, look, you ask, you shall receive. So <laughs> here we go. So this is the intro. So this first episode we did on morning break and uh, we talked about what, G-Man?
1: Uh, on this one, we talked about flat rate pay and this was a really popular episode. Mm-hmm. And so we're trying to choose the ones because we, I mean, what we went live, Pretty much every day for the mm-hmm. month of April, mm-hmm. part of March, mm-hmm. um, and we've been going. Then uh, we started doing twice a week, and then we dwindled down to about once a week. But there's a lot of content on there. So what um, what we did is we went through and found the ones that had the most views, and we're putting those up first, so you'll get a chance to listen to those. So the one that had the most views was the um, the one where we talked about technician pay. We got a lot of feedback, a lot of positive response. Um, we stimulated a lot of conversation. And basically what it was about was, you know, uh, is there a different way to pay these technicians? Is there a way in which we can pay them and, uh, and keep them happy and maintain profitability without having to resort to flat rate? And so that was the discussion. I think it's a really, really content-rich episode. Um, I think it's polarizing. I think everybody has an opinion one way or the other. Um, so uh, I think it's a, a great listen And uh, let us know what you think.
0: Yeah, seriously. And we've gotten confirmation from several techs. One in particular told us you guys were dead on. I mean, dead on. Almost to the point where he admitted that he's in somewhat of a guaranteed situation too, which motivates him. And he's averaging 60 hours a week.
1: Right, right, right. So the
0: guarantee is anything below 55. But he focuses so hard every week to hit over 55 right. he's doing 60 he did he said he said about three weeks ago he did 80 yep and so to him he was like you know this this misconception of you know oh if i put my text on salary they're not going to make any money you know they're, they're just not going to work is 100 wrong and right. and he really was like super supportive of us yeah he's like you know what i hope somebody's listening I'm telling you right now, I would work for you guys. If you are running a shop that way, I would jump on board immediately. Uh, so here you go, so here, here's the episode.
1: Yeah, check it out. Like I said, drop us a line, uh, join the conversation. Check us out at jdicoaching.com on Facebook. That's where the conversation is happening. Mm-hmm. Excellent. We are live, everybody. Hello, hello, hello. Good
0: morning, everybody. This. Is J-D-A coaching coming for you live, Missouri? Like that's not. That's not a really good Howard Cosell. No. This. Is, I don't even
1: think this is a Howard. <laughs> <laughs> this is Howard Cosell. Howard. This is the wide world of sports here we are again <laughs> folks this is very though this is if if anybody out there and we're going to burn a couple of minutes while people get on yeah but if you're out there and you're listening to us and you're as old as i am and you remember howard cosell and abc's wide world of sports the way like with the headphones and the mics and we're outside yeah. it does feel very yeah. like sports casting yeah you exactly know? <laughs> i mean you know he needs need... to hold on to the ball what do you think jay i think he needs to do a better <laughs> job of that <laughs> I think if he scored more touchdowns, they would win the game. I'm you know, you know, my sure that's going to happen. You know my favorite announcer
0: was the guy that was like, hey, by the way, guys, hey, listen, do me a favor. If you can hear us, because we're outside again, all we hear are like birds chirping in our ear. So if you can hear us, tell us in the comment section, I hear you. You guys are loud and clear. We're doing this outside again. We really appreciate on our last post where a lot of people were telling us, hey, we hear you. We yeah, hear you. You're good. Yeah. So again, if you hear us, let us know. Put the comments in the comment section. Good morning, Dwayne.
1: Uh, anyway, <clears throat> all, all intents and purposes, you, we have it set up right. You should be able to hear us. We should be clear. We shouldn't be blowing your speakers out. But if we are, just throw down a chat.
0: Yeah, just let us know what's going on. All right, so uh, we're waiting for some eyeballs here. Yes, sir. And so uh, today's topic is interesting. So let me give you the what we're talking about. Today's about techs. If you're a tech, get, tell me that you're a tech. Put it in the comment section, tech here. I'm a tech i want to hear what you have to say uh so let us know what you think about our topic now last night the g-man and i you know after spending hours and hours in stores and whatnot we usually come home and and most of the time we're burnt out but last night we we we, we had to like push through and talk about some things and all of a sudden we got on the topic of text yeah and we talk about text and and the thing is is you know Techs, what do they feel like? What feedback are we getting? You know, what are the technicians telling us? And the reason why we're saying this is because a lot of techs nowadays are exiting our business. Yeah. And it's scary. It's it's by
1: the droves. I mean it's been a theme. It's been a theme for probably probably the last ten years it's been talked about, but definitely in the last five it's escalated in terms of how many people are talking about how hard it is to hire techs and and the you know the, the technicians leaving our business and, you know, getting, getting qualified guys that, that want to stay. And so it's, it's really starting to kind of reach, I would say like a fever pitch, like it, it's, you know, in the last couple of years, it's just really escalated and it's becoming more and more difficult. And we were, we have, we are, you know, we we're always monitoring uh, Facebook groups and pages on, uh, you know, on, on the, on text and service advisors, just kind of watching to just get the feel for what the sentiment is out there what the feelings are and we were just we were discussing one picture we saw on uh was, it was life at a car dealership wasn't it yeah yeah life in a car dealership and, and he, we saw that the guy was like pulling his toolbox out on a on a trailer saying he was leaving the automotive dealership he was going to go work for an independent and he was leaving the flat rate world behind and there was like 180 comments below where everybody was cheering him on saying congratulations, congratulations. and i was like oh man this is the state of our business right now, that guys all they think about is wanting to leave, wanting to get out, and wanting to, you know, go off and and visit some other industry that's somehow going to be better than what we've got going on here. And if that's if that's the general sentiment, if that can generate 180 comments, to me, my thought is, is we really need to rethink this thing. I I've been saying this for for years that somewhere in this industry we need to we need to provide change, we need to rethink this model. Um, And we need to find a way to attract the right people and maintain profitability. And that's the big thing. We talk about, you could go out and pay a tech, you know, whatever he wants. You could pay him $100 an hour and you could attract a lot of technicians, but you're not going to be profitable at the end of the day. You know, you're going to lose. We need to maintain margin and we got to charge customers a reasonable amount so that they still come to us. So it's definitely a puzzle and we're... You know, we're spending the late night hours trying to find a way to unlock something new for us.
0: Yeah. So, so what is the most important thing to a tech, G man? Like it, it, every day, they get up, they grind, they you know, they they do their routine. But what is the mindset of a technician walking in every single day, or when they wake up going into work? I mean, hopefully, it's they got to finish an engine job, or they got to finish some kind of job they already have. But the majority of the time, it's really like an empty vortex like they don't have a clue right is it just like a black hole to them like what's gonna what am i gonna get
1: today well yeah you're so you're a little you know so it, it, and i'm talking to anybody that doesn't know me and hasn't heard me speak just understand that i was a technician a flat rate technician for 15 years i i worked at uh, independent garages and uh, uh car dealerships and so i have i have experience and i know how i know how that feels um i just remember kind of waking up especially on monday you know if you're starting your week you know, depending upon where your payroll cycle is, because I know that we think in terms of payroll cycle, uh, but you're starting your week and you, you get to your toolbox and you're just kind of thinking about in your head, you know, okay, here we go, I gotta get going, I gotta get something started, I gotta get some momentum. Um, what kind of jobs am I gonna get out? I, I hope we have a lot of appointments and I don't know who's gonna write for me today, boy, I hope I get the right advisor that can sell me something to, and so your head's kind of going through all these things that are not controllable by you, Um, and then, and then at the end of the day, you want to make sure that the warranty admin is, is flagging all your tickets, right. And that some of your hours don't get missed. And you, it's just kind of how you're thinking in amongst all that, you have to do a head gasket on a car, replace an engine or pull a dash out. And, and, and it, it can be a distraction. So it's like you come in, I always felt like when I came in in the morning, I kind of went through all the variables and just got myself set for the day and then I would take off and then I would just start worrying about getting jobs done because if I'm thinking about how I'm getting paid on the last job or the job I did last week, I'm really not thinking about the job that I'm working on and I'm more prone to make a mistake and have a you know have a major comeback or something like that. So that's really what they're going through. They're just trying to figure out how am I going to make a paycheck this week? Hold on, after hearing that, let me pop a Xanax because that just stressed <laughs> me out. <laughs> Like what are you talking about like holy cow I'm freaking lost?
0: I quit. Where's my toolbox? Oh, I, I God, need the tow truck driver got, to
1: come. I mean, I need to t- got the bed, something's rusted, you know And oh then in then, or, or you know, it's raining or snowing outside and you're just like, oh, no Yeah, so so today's topic is text, and 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 I feel for
0: you and and you know understanding the G Man where he came from. I mean I came from the other end. I was I was service advisor, right? Yeah. So I'm all service advisor and I get it. And there's one story that I have to tell that that's true that always resonates in me is, is there's some advisors, if you're on here and you don't have any sympathy or empathy for your text, you're never gonna make it. Because we get into this mindset, and I see it all the time. I have to always correct these young bucks that go in there like, "Well, I don't understand why they can't get it done. They're just lazy." And da da da, da you know. Mm-hmm. And and the truth of the matter is, is it's hard. It's a hard thing. You know what I'm yeah. saying? I mean, I, I'll never forget the one day that I had to go into the in, into the shop. And and work and all the technicians were making heckling me and making fun of me because I came and worked on a Saturday Because I wanted to understand what they were going through right because a lot of the techs hated me They really mm. hated me. I had disregard. I didn't understand them uh, You know I would do things and so they heckled me when I came into the shop to help just do oil changes And I'll never forget the story 1 30 in the afternoon one of the advisors sell a waiter coolant flush mm. Waiter coolant flush and so what do the techs do they call me over hey Jay come on down buddy? We're gonna do this coolant flush together. Put your little gloves on. Go get your little cart. You know the little roll around cart that you get on the ground or whatever. Mm-hmm. Out of, which I never understood. Free popped it. Yeah, all that stuff. Get this. Get that. I'm like, all right, cool. And then and then they they put the little gloves on me, right? Which only go to your wrists. Mm-hmm. They don't tell you that you're gonna burn the crap out of your freaking forearm. <laughs> and so they're like, oh, go reach up there and then start screwing on. And 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 hold on, lo- behold my god, that thing was, I mean, it, it was steaming hot. Oh yeah. Like it's, you know. And one of the texts, cuz I used to, I would say it I'll never forget it. I used to sell the techs I'm like they're just lazy and they just want to do smoke breaks all the time. And so one of the texts told me, "Hey Jay, you ready for a smoke break while this thing cools off a little bit?" And I'm like, "Dang it." <laughs> so that day I learned my lesson. There's a lot of things and so I have a lot of empathy and, and and care and and I do my best to understand how a technician life is and what you guys struggle and go through. So this this resonates with me because I feel I feel for it. I mean, we can't be there and we can't do it without them.
1: Yeah. So I also think too so uh, you know another thing to consider is we do we do put them through hell and and they want to turn hours and we want to sell for them so you know like your waiter uh, coolant change example we want to do that we want to do the coolant flush we want that extra hour but yeah doing it while the engine's piping hot can be not problematic a not a good idea yeah, not a good idea so it it is a little bit of a catch 22 cuz we're begging for hours and then when we get it we're like oh god we got to do it this way and it makes it makes it really uh, really, really tough. But the other thing I, I we were talking about last night is, it is also one of the very few professions where as you grow in skill, your ability to uh, generate a paycheck goes down. And, uh, you know, I'm happy to debate this with anybody that, that thinks differently, but I'm sure most people will agree with me, because what ends up happening is, as you become more competent at what you're doing, you're taking on more complex jobs. Now, granted, you're making more per hour than the guy that's just starting out, but it's not enough to make the difference between that and, and you know turning a ton of flat rate hours. So, so it, it doesn't it, it doesn't equate. So then what ends up happening is you're you're just getting what you know what we would say all the crap work and you're just going oh I can't believe I'm I'm uh, you know I, I'm I've been doing this you know 20 years 25 years I'm at the top of my game and you know I'm making you know, 20 hours, 25, 30 hours a week, and I just can't survive off of that, even with the addition. And you're looking over at some young pup over there doing 50, 60 hours. And so so then they wanna do that work. They wanna do the work that, quite frankly, is beneath them, right? It's not really stuff that, that is really uh, reflective of their skills, of what they've learned and what they understand. So. Now where they're doing coolant flushes and brake flushes and, and uh, you know, brake pad swaps and stuff that anybody, you know, quite frankly, most of the young guys can do. And just, it is this thing where it's like, so then as a, as a tech, as a, you so imagine a young guy looking at the senior guy going, I don't want to be him. Mm-hmm. That guy doesn't make any money and all he does is complain, Right. So yeah And then there's the... bitterness. there's bitterness, yeah. right? from the from from the master tech or the uh, or mm-hmm. that
0: experienced tech to the young buck because that young buck never wants to ascend. Mm-hmm. He's happy doing just, you know, well, what are they, what do you call break just hanging brakes, mm-hmm. right? And so the thing is, is it,
1: it just it just creates even more
0: animosity all around.
1: I remember we had our best tech. He'd been with the company for twenty five years. and he was one of the best techs. I was still a technician in the shop at this time. and they moved him to internal. He was working on used cars. And he was making a ton of money, you know, working on used cars because there's tons of hours. It's it's typically easy work. It's almost all service based, but that but that's the thing is that to him, looking at that, that was the ascension for him. But that's going backwards. Yeah. Like in our mind, that's going backwards. We don't want that guy working on used cars, and so that that this is the this is the kind of the conundrum that we've been talking about. It it it's it's like what do we as an industry? What do we do? How do we solve this problem? Okay. It is a problem and they're going to be leaving us and we're we're having a heck of a time getting them back So so here is a simple question that I asked or that you asked. I don't even know I, I don't even know
0: and I was like Well, why can't we just pay them? Why don't you just put them on salary? Yeah, hold on. I know everybody just stopped scratch the, the records just started just scratched the watch number like what the heck? <laughs> share what we're about to say share this please if you know any technicians if you know any service managers Listen to us first. Just a second. Why can you not pay salary to your master techs? Mm -hmm. So, uh, you know, and let me me say right now, every single manager is listening to this is going, Mm -hmm. they'll never get they'll they'll never want to get paid 40 grand. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. (laughs) Isn't that what they're thinking? (laughs) And I want to shoot you. If you just thought that, (laughs) get off. Get off the page that's not true. I'm saying like it should be six figures. If this master oh, yeah. tech has gone through his LO ele- his it, it, if he's
1: evolved, right? Why don't you pay him six figures? Depending upon where you are in the country, it's going to dance right around that number. Yeah. I think we were looking at eighty to you know buck twenty in that range, yeah. right? So, okay. Yeah. Okay. So so and let me tell
0: you. And again, I need technicians to. I need you on the comments on the comments. If I were to run a store, me personally, right now, and I told you. I'm looking for master technicians and all I ask is give me hour for hour. That's all I ask. Give me for every hour you work is every hour I'm going to charge. Produce, right? right. Mm -hmm. Every hour you produce is the hour that I'm going to charge, right? Do that for me and I'll pay you $100,000 a year. Mm -hmm. Every single week, your your paycheck is solid as a rock. All I want you to do is come in, be ready to work at eight, leave at four o'clock, and give me everything you got every single day. Let's be, you know, mindful and focused on that and And, and I'll pay you a hundred grand a month. I mean a hundred grand a year Just to do that. So you have nothing to worry about moving forward. I just need your expertise. hmm I mean G-man Would you have done that back then? Me
1: personally, no but... <laughs> Why? Yeah, uh, only because I like, I like commission. I've never worked anything else. So to me, I, I like the, I like the unknown while it is, can be stressful at times. I think you have a, more of an upside, but, uh, but the times have changed too. Honestly, I mean, I haven't touched a car in 20 years. So, you know, it's a different, it's a different ball game. I mean, we were doing head gaskets. We were getting paid six hours to do services. I mean, it, it, I, I do think it was easier back then. I do think that the labor times were, were better. There was more, uh, you know, there's, there was a larger quantity of, of larger jobs, right? And so, yeah. I, you know, I, I think that it's, a, it's definitely a different time. I think given the circumstances I'm looking at today, I may choose that, I, w- I may select that. Um, only because it is, you know, I see guys just struggling and fighting just to try to get to 40, 45 hours. I mean we were you know the shop that I was working in we we were 125 130% efficient on average across all the techs. Mm-hmm. You know nowadays if we could get you guys to 90 or 100% we're pretty happy, you know. And so it's yeah. it's just a different ball game. So I I personally think that maybe the future is is to try to find a way to pay these guys some sort of of salary, some sort of fixed wage that's that's commensurate with their skill set and then and then focus on trying to make sure that that's you know that you can stay profitable because I think that's the one thing everybody's head goes to immediately is if they're not if they're not going to be flat rate and productive, mm-hmm. then I'm not gonna I'm not gonna make any money. You know, okay. it's, it's funny. So I want to want to use an example. Okay. So you know, if if you're if if anybody out there is a GM, one of the things that I thought was interesting and it's been changing in the market right now is salespeople compensation. So that's the one thing that everybody thinks too is you got to pay your salespeople on commission, and if you don't, you're not going to sell any cars. Well, I was with the dealer recently that did uh, non-commissioned salespeople. They all got paid an hourly wage, and and it wasn't much, honestly. And um, and their their job was to was to make phone calls, set appointments, and in demo cars for customers. And then they had sales managers that would then try you know be closers, close the deal, desk the deal, and those guys were paid on commission, of course. But none of the salespeople were paid on commission. They sold more cars, that dealer was selling 38 cars before the owner bought it, and afterwards they were selling 200 new cars a month using that process. And so I'm thinking about that and applying that to this technician conversation we're having. Can we be profitable? Can these guys still be productive? Will they produce if if that flat rate pressure isn't there, isn't on their back all the time? If we took that off of them, which seems to me it's what they're asking for, mm-hmm. Would that change the landscape for mm-hmm. us? Would it be easier to recruit, easier to retain? And, mm-hmm. and could we continue to make money off of it? That's, I think that's, that's the question. Yeah, so, so we broke it down last night. Mm-hmm. We broke it down. So, so again, uh,
0: I don't know how long we've been talking. We were talking now for 17 minutes. We might want to put one of those timestamps because people want to get to the point of this whole thing. And so we, brought it, we broke it down. The, the, the breakdown is very simple. We took a store. Let's, we took a generic store that had 30 techs. Mm-hmm. Right, And we said, okay, let's break it down. How many master techs would we need? How many B techs, C techs? How much would we pay them, right? And so if you had a, a certain level of ascension over time, and based on what we've experienced, right, G-man? If there's a shop of 30 techs, there's probably at least five or six master techs. Mm-hmm. That's what you so, want, yeah. Right? So you have five or six master techs, and now they've graduated, elevated, uh, ASC certified, all that stuff and now they've elevated to this mark. So you just put them on the salary at 100 grand. Mm-hmm. So we did that, right? And mm-hmm. we broke it down to, okay, so if I'm paying this guy 100 grand, um, you per month it's $8,333. Mm-hmm. Per week it's whatever the amount is. You have six of them, do that multiplication. Your cost structure, because your cost of sale is your technician, you wanna keep it at, what did we say, 20, 25% or 30%?
1: I think if you're talking master, it's it's thirty percent cost. Okay, yeah. so
0: thirty percent cost, right? So then you do the calculation and you identify okay, how much sales am I gonna have to am I gonna need for this guy in order for me to have a seventy percent gross profit percentage, right? Mm-hmm. And then you do the math where you identify what your expense structure is and how much net you wanna do and whatnot. And at the end of our calculation, based on the thirty ticks, we came up with what was it, six hundred and nineteen thousand dollars in labor.
1: Yeah, something like that. To yeah.
0: have to have like what was it, twenty five percent net to gross or twenty percent net to that gross? Was if you overall, were... That was 25, overall that was twenty five, yeah. So so the thing is is that it, it's it's just simple math and that's one thing that some people struggle with and some people don't know how to do it. I get all that and we're here to help always and 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 something that this man is a genius on is cuz him and I went out back and forth yesterday even though we ended up with the same number at 115 <laughs> we we uh, you know
1: uh he did uh, the calculation one way I did I, it the yeah. other way and he was like no
0: you're wrong and then we end up and I'm like well I'm at 115 well I'm at well, I'm at 115 like, yeah we just say the same thing I said okay we're both right but so, at the end
1: of the day we we I think what we uncovered, quite quite frankly, is that you could he would have to generate between forty and forty five hours a week, mm-hmm. on average across across fifty two weeks in a year, mm-hmm. in order to justify that salary of a hundred thousand dollars a year, an mm-hmm. annual salary. So, mm-hmm. which isn't too dramatic, and I and I think one of the traps that we fall into as leaders and as managers is that we and in this car business, this business that you know I love that. We, um, we focus very heavily on the month. Everything's about what happened this month. Mm-hmm. But we all know that you know August is gonna be different than February, that November is going to be different than July. We know that there's peaks and valleys in this business and we know that technicians are gonna fall into that, that they are going to produce high and then produce low and it's just going to be kind of a little bit of a give and take. So the thing to do I think to make this make sense is to look at it across a 12 month period. If we can average, you know, between 100 and 110 percent, let's say, um, you know, efficiency across a 12-month period for this technician, as we pay him this salary or fixed amount, you can be profitable. But if you look at it across one month, you know, it's going to be really, really difficult. And I think you're gonna it, the the problem that you would run into running a system like this would be, you know, it would be cash flow. You'd have some high payroll months. Because it wouldn't ebb and flow with the business, but again, if, if we need to start looking at it, like what are we what are we saying? our fiscal year really is the thing that we want to focus on. Can we be profitable across the fiscal year? Can we deliver thirty percent net to gross across that time period and pay these guys' salary and retain technicians and continue to build our business because I mean right now we're you know, We're selling, you know, they're selling more cars. We need more techs and we got to do something. Well, I think another thing, too, that they're not going to take into consideration is that you're really setting your cost.
0: It's a fixed cost. It's a fixed cost. Mm -hmm. So now it becomes a fixed cost. And guess what? Guess what the variable is? What you want to charge per hour. You don't have to worry about... The, the, you know what I'm saying? Because everybody's like, well, you know, if I raise price, I'm paying out more because they're getting paid off a of gross profit. They're my cost to sell No, man, you just fixed it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You see what I'm saying? And so the thing is, is it's just looking at it a little bit different, really. And, and another thing too, guys, think about it. Think about it. That's technician, because we would believe like, oh, the technician's just going to be lazy. They don't want to, do. no, no, no. Now you're going to be quicker on the draw to give that guy an oil change. Because I want that guy to to shake down this car. I want that guy to look at this car thoroughly. I mean, he's the master technician. He knows exactly what to look for, how to look for things. He'll point it out and say, you know, this is abnormal. This is mm-hmm. something. He'll, he will be more thorough on the MPI and let people know what is needed than anybody else, right? I, we, we were at a store not too long ago, G-Man, you know this, and we were doing re-racks. Yeah. And we find a re and all of a sudden the master technician tells us, he goes, yeah, look at this tie rod end. it's broken. It's not loose, it's broken.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And it was missed. So we, we sell them the fluid. We yeah we sold an air filter. We sold a cabin filter. Great job. But the tie rod end is broken. Yeah, right. And so the technician himself got a little annoyed, and he goes, "See, this is what these kids don't know.
1: We're not doing a service to the customer. Exactly. I think you wouldn't you wouldn't give them an oil change, but you would definitely want them training everybody on how to do multi point. Right. And and they would have some of that time available because they wouldn't be under so much pressure, and they could try to help the shop. And I think you know." Again, I, I'm talking to all text. I need
0: you to comment. I need you to. I need to know what you guys think, because yeah. this is for you. Because if we don't get data and we don't have a, 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 you know, your engagement, we can't really help and tell tell dealers and talk to people. Because we talk to dealers all the time, and the thing is, is they're looking for answers. They're looking Ooh. for solutions. And uh, about so, yes, to lose our, it, our it,
1: setup it, here. We Winds might, kicking up. We is might. it tornado season?
0: <laughs> it. I might be. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Okay. So so, you know. Back to that, we we can cause, I mean, there's gotta be a, 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 a dealer, guys, share this. There's gotta be a dealer, and put it on LinkedIn, put it on anywhere you want, share this. There's gotta be a deal out there, you, you know what, I do this, or I thought about doing this, how would you do this, could we test it? Hey, raise your hand, reach out to JDI, we've worked it all out, we know how to make it happen, we know the metrics, we know how to calculate it, we know where, just tell us where you wanna hit, Right, and we could develop something and train and and develop your people. Now, again, this is not a pitch. I just want to know that there's somebody out there that either's done it or is willing to even try it, even on a temporary basis, to see if it would
1: work. Because theoretically, theoretically, I think it'd be a win-win. I just think if you know, in in speaking to managers out there, you know, you gotta get tired of chasing the guys technician across town. Mm-hmm. You know, you just I hear I talk to these managers and we're just swapping texts from one place to the other and. We and, and then guys are leaving the industry and leaving the business and going to work and going to work for some some else and and that we need to st- we need to stop that we need to stop and think and 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 try to find a way in which we can stop the bleeding we can stop guys from coming out and we can then attract people into this industry because they think again if you're if you're a young guy in there and you're looking out at that landscape and that's what you're seeing you're seeing all these guys leaving and getting to the top of their career not making any money and struggling and. You're, you're just going, oh, this is just not going to be, this is not a long-term strategy for me. And we want them to think that way. We want to, not only do we want to attract them, I mean, we spend so much money and time trying to hire, you know, we just got contracted to help a dealership hire a bunch of techs. So they're going to spend all this money to try to hire these guys. We have to keep them. You know, once we've got them and we've trained them and we groomed them and we make them, you know, masters and we go through all this, man, what a waste you're, you're spending, are spending. Tens, if not hundreds of thousands of dollars, investing in this person just to lose them at the prime of their career, and so I, I just think it's it's something that needs to be talked about more. And you know, I convinced my partner here to say, okay, well, let's let's get on and and uh, and have a conversation and talk tech for a little while, just because I, I I think it needs to be brought to the forefront, and I'd love to see some change happen. I mean, I've been talking like I said I've been talking about it for a long time, and. I really want to try to test it with a couple of, of stores and see if we can make something work, attract some talent and really build a, a, a different a different business and, and I think quite possibly a better business, honestly.
0: I agree. I mean you you know, your top master advisors should be cherished, they should be appreciated. I don't feel that like they are. A lot of them and, and I'm I'm telling you, it breaks my heart all the time when I hear good technicians who will would would take a pay cut, G man, would take a pay cut, right? I talked to a tech not too long ago, he was making 72, depending on the last, 72 to $75,000 a year, right? And he left to go work for the city, making 52 grand. He goes, look man, the hours are pretty simple, they're the same, I mean, I gotta get up really early, but I get off at four, I get to spend, you know, I, I know every day what I'm gonna do, I know what I'm gonna go experience, like, it's okay, I still am productive, I'm still, you know, I still got a fleet of trucks I gotta fix, and all this stuff or whatnot, and, and, and they're all, you know, gung ho about it, and the thing is, is, I'm like, well, what made you do that? Like it's more consistent pay, man. I, I'm tired of I'm not thinking, knowing if I can pay my mortgage and take my kids or whatever. And I'm like, Holy I mean, think cow. about
1: the think about the disconnect between the per- and i'm gonna I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna stereotype for a second, but think about it the disconnect between the personality type that's drawn to do that job and the manner in which we pay them, right? Mm-hmm. So the personality type is really more about, uh, uh, uh you know specificity right they want to be specific about things they're they're um they're gonna they're gonna be uh uh less likely to take risk right i mean if you cannot you're not going to take a risk on a head gasket right you know what i mean it just doesn't fall you have to torque things they're very specific things that have to happen in the in a specific order in 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 order for you to be able to repair that vehicle and do it correctly and so and then on top of that we're asking them to be a gunslinger and get paid off of a commission type structure which has all these unknown elements and you're just going out into you know into the wild and trying to and trying to slay the beast it just it's it it is it it, it is it, what, what do they call that's an oxymoron it just mm-hmm. they don't they don't coincide you got a service advisor or a car salesperson that's what they do that's kind of in the, that's the personality type you're looking for somebody that's a little bit of a gunslinger that's willing to go out and take risks, that's pushing the envelope. Whereas with a technician, you're looking somebody that's more calculated, that that can be, you know, what is the word I'm looking for? I'm trying to, I don't know, but we gotta keep going. It, it, it's just really, you know, you want them to do the job right. Well, there's a specific they're, skill. They're, they're very structured. Yeah, they have okay? a they, yeah, exactly. they, they, They're very. So,
0: so, so a technician is very structured in, in the way that they analyze things, the way mm. they do things. They're very reti- routine oriented. In our experience of advisors, they're, root- they're also routine oriented to a fact where they have their own system to connect with people, sell things to them and whatnot, right? So there's that level of consistency right but but the thing is for a technician they, they just want to set it and forget it and one of the things heck I've heard it all the time I mean my my uh, my brother-in-law used to be a line tech years and now he's a major executive for a big telecommunications you know uh, firm but he started Atlanta, and and to him he tells me now he goes i could never work on commission i need to know what i'm yep. going to make how i'm going to make it i know what i got to do i know if i had to climb certain poles i got to get the job done job gets done you set initiatives in place for me telling me hey th- this is what we need from you this is what we expect mm-hmm. from you and then go to work and then you do that yep. you know what i'm saying and so i t- i had a conversation with him I'm like, i said i said said you know T, times must have changed i mean these newer kids he goes no no nothing's changed we have kids that are 20 years old, we have kids that are young, they're still trying to, they're getting into the business. All they want is something that's structured. I'm good at fixing these things, I'm good with my hands, I'm good at solving problems. I don't wanna be worrying about what, what it's gonna pay me. Yeah. I just wanna do what I do and just do it.
1: Yeah, I don't wanna to have to convince the advisor to sell it and figure out you know how much it's gonna be, make sure he pays me the right time, and yeah. And make sure the manager's got the right price structure, and that you know it's like all those factors that I they they just want we need them focused on fixing cars. Yeah. And don't it's get so, me started on the psychological stuff. Because and because that's, that's just it's yeah. on it exactly. And not not story. everybody's gonna be that way. Like I said, it's a stereotype, but it is you have to have that personality trait. You know, it's like a parts person. You you wouldn't put somebody who's very loose and and flies by the (laughs) you you, you get
0: away with any parts comment because you were the parts guy i was the parts guy so you can say it but heaven forbid i say anything about parts i will get slaughtered on here
1: but i mean parts people again are very it's a very specific thing you have to operate inside the box the inventory has specific mathematical formulas that you don't tinker with whereas when you're in a sales capacity and you're selling to customers, it is a little bit more run and gun. There is structure, but it's not. It's definitely looser, and so those two skill sets don't coincide. You bring a service advisor in, and again, I'm stereotyping, please. Bring a service advisor in, and he's he's going to have a hard time being successful in that type of structured environment, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So, at any rate, I mean, I think I just think like as we're talking about it, as this stuff is bubbling up to the surface, as we start to, you know, really think about what the what the technician is what their responsibilities are what they need what we need for them to do it really does go back to why are we forcing them to do it this way and why are we hurting ourselves as an industry putting them in a situation they're uncomfortable in and and that their only recourse is to leave us yeah and take all their skills and all their tools and all the stuff that they brought to the table and leave and go somewhere else again calling all techs calling managers
0: if we're crazy Comment section. Tell us. Please. D- d- I, we want to know. We want to these, know these two jokers don't have a clue. To, please tell me. Even though we're in stores and we're seeing it and mm-hmm. we're talking to them and we're, you know what I'm saying? We're seeing the mass exodus of these technicians. And the thing is that I keep talking over and over and over again. Is they're saying, hey, I don't like this environment anymore. I'm I'm done. I'm done not knowing what I'm want to get paid. I'm done not having any loyalty. I'm done being considered a number. I'm done being measured by what you know, not by fixing the the car right the first time, but how many hours did I fly? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? To them it's 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 their track. And, and the thing that I'm telling you that resonated in me, G Man, and I'm gonna say this out to you guys, okay? You may think, oh well, you know, these technicians are gonna get lazy again and whatever. I've had a technician tell me and it hit home to me, going, you know what's so sad is that my leadership questions my level of integrity by questioning my work ethic that if they paid me something flat or they paid me on salary that I would just slow my, I would just slow down and just yeah. do nothing. Yeah. I mean, what, what yeah, so I mean, we how were, would you have felt? You, yeah, man? no, Think about that.
1: I mean, I just, I don't, it doesn't really matter how I'm getting paid. I'm working at it uh, typically at a hundred percent. Right. But, but, and I, and we were, so we were having this conversation last night, as a matter of fact, and I was saying, so the thought that goes through our minds is the minute we stop compensating that way he stops producing. And I think if you've got somebody that has that level of success where they've become a master tech, they've been doing this a long time, and they have a certain pride in what they do and a work ethic that's got them there, why would that all of a sudden turn off? Because we're compensating them differently. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, there might be an adjustment period for us all to figure it out, but I really think that we're selling them short by thinking somehow, you know, that oh, the minute we take the carrot away, you're not gonna run anymore, you won't work, you know, we'll find you out there sitting in a lawn chair taking a nap. Right. And I just I just don't think that's the case with most people. We come in to do a job and deliver value to the company that we work for. We we want to work hard and you know we want to make the company successful and ourselves successful. And I don't think that changes because we're on a different type of compensation program. I really I really don't think, it's, especially to the professional, right?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, and 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 to somebody that again that, that has some longevity, that's done this, that's got pride in what they do. I just don't I don't see that happening. I don't see it either. I mean I, don't, and I really do yeah.
0: and 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 even if you're one of those master technicians that has been doing this for so long and you got put at that, what other the things could you do to to create production? Well, educate, teach, help these these young young bucks right there know what to look for, what to do, how to be a part of it. I mean, you're going to have somebody I mean everybody's like, oh, you know, having a shop foreman is just so much of an expense. having a, a shop manager is so much of an expense, right right but educating is 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 really critically important to getting the job done.
1: Well, I tell you this, I would not run a shop without it. And I know a lot of people don't have it right now, but I, it, it, I would not run a shop without having a shop foreman or a shop manager out there helping me to make sure that production is happening on the other side of the wall. You know, you can't, if you've got a team of 60, 70 people, you can't manage all those by yourself. And so having a shop foreman in place does help increase production. Last store that, that I was at, that we put one in place, they were running about 1300 hours a month. And with the shop, Foreman help, shop foreman's help, we got him to 2,500 hours. And that would not have happened without that guy out there. I could tell you that for sure. And so I think it's the same thing. And so he moves to a salaried position with a, with a bonus structure. And then it's the same thing with these master techs. Could they help us to grow the young people? You know, when I started in this business, I was the only apprentice tech in a, in a shop full of masters. There was 12 people there. I was number 12. So there was 11 master techs there. And it was pretty, you know, it was a pretty intimidating environment. But these days now, you're lucky if you if you get 10 to, to 20% of your crew is is that level of, of a technician. So if that's the case, then we need by, you know, more than ever, we need to make sure we protect those guys and use that skill to help us grow these younger guys, right, that are actually gonna be more profitable to us because we're not paying them the same rate. And so we want that, we want the less, the cost of our guys to do the work that they know how to do, breaks, services, that kind of thing. with the guys that are educated, that know what they're doing, that we spent all this money training and grooming and growing to do the stuff that requires a little bit more skill and talent. So here's the call to action.
0: If you're a tech, if you're an advisor, if you're a manager, if you're somebody that knows a technician, s- share this post with them, share this episode with them. Because we want your feedback. We really want to know. Also, any dealer that gets a hold of this recording it gets a hold, it's gonna be on Facebook, on our Facebook page. And you're interested or you wanna talk about it or you wanna set up free. No, don't worry about it. We just wanna talk to people. We wanna see who the innovators are. Everybody's talking about all these people that wanna be on LinkedIn and 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 sell and do this and do the other. But we're we're for the people. I know it sounds yeah. so corny, but truly it's what it is. You know what I'm saying? Like like some people even judge us like dude, you got you got to cater to the dealers, to the people who sign your checks, but we're here to educate and empower
1: people. Yeah, but that that dealership doesn't exist without the people that work there. So, exactly. I think it it is a it's a synergistic relationship whether you whether you like it or not. Um, I do want to, uh, you know, uh, address J.K. J.K. Thank you for commenting. Thank you. Um, he's, he's saying that the sales and service are kind of in the same position. Pay plans are causing issues, and I could see that for sure, especially as millennials come in. Mm-hmm. You know, this whole commission structure might not be, might not fit that generation. And again, I'm stereotyping. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I think he says you could get more um, accountability with a structured, salaried pay plan, and um, I agree with that. I do think that, and. You know, um, anyway, I don't want to be league of the point. We've been on 37 minutes now. So um, I think you guys get it. And I, I, I thank you for your comments, JK. And I, I 100% um, believe that. I think you could increase accountability. And um, I'm anxious to to try it out and test it somewhere. So we, we're going to keep talking about this. And I think this is going to be an ongoing theme for us. In, uh, and we're going to try to find a, a few dealers within our own organization yeah. to test, Yeah, and then we'll, I, let, I, you know. we'll yeah. let you know what yeah, happens. Actually,
0: we're going to do a follow-up to this. This is going to be a series. I, I think that it'd be good. I, I want to get all the feedback, and then if I can, I'll reach out to you. If you reach out to us, I'll reach back and, and we'll talk because I think it's a very important topic. I think it's something that we should be addressing and and, and bring to the surface. Let's be realistic. This is mm-hmm. this is a big deal, mm-hmm. you know? And the thing is is, you know, people ask us all the time, "Oh, how do you attract texts? How do you do whatever?" I'm like, "Well, first of all, treat them right." But they don't know how you're going to treat them because they don't know you. Yeah. And they don't know. They we need a baseline. So anyway. so
1: I would say this, just based on that, I want to leave you guys with with this one thing is you know, how do you attract texts? It's the same way as how do you attract customers, right? Mm -hmm. If I'm marketing to attract customers, I give them what they want. Mm-hmm. Right? I'm not gonna sell them something they don't want or need or care about. Mm-hmm. So I need to feed that, I need to feed what they want. You wanna hire techs? You wanna, you wanna have the best techs in the, in the market? Give them what they want. Mm-hmm. And so we need to figure out what that is and I can tell you the things that I'm hearing out there, it's this. Mm-hmm. And so if we give them what they want, we can attract the talent. We're, 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 you know, we're, we're swimming upstream with this thing. So it is. It, we have to shift our focus and have a more sales mentality that we're now selling the job. Because the supply and demand, right? There's less supply and there's more demand, and so we're 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 not in the buyer's seat. We need to make sure that we uh, that we're thinking about this the right way, and we're shifting our focus and working now. How do we attract them into this business?
0: Okay, I think it's a good job. I think it's a good topic, G Man. I good think it's something we're going to keep talking about. So thank you everybody for being on here. Uh, happy Friday, uh, JDI. Uh, here for for any of your informational needs and whatnot so we're here to go and uh we'll talk to you later that's it right all right adios hasta la pasta amigos
1: this is-